We have just entered our month of blessing, isn't it? The month of blessing. And um, in this month, we'll be looking at a series of things that leads to blessing. Amen. Acts chapter number 10, verse 1 through to 7. Acts chapter 10, verse 1 through to 7. The Bible says, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your almsgiving have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon the tenor, whose house is by the sea, and he will tell you what you must do. And the angel who spoke to him, when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and, and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. I'm sure you know the rest of the story. But what I wanted you to see is in verse 2, a devout man who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people. Amen. Amen. The title of my message is, is very simple. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Hallelujah. Are you excited about that? It is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, one of the things that Satan has been successful in corrupting is in the area of giving. Modern day believers, we struggle with this aspect of giving. And so, anytime messages are preached around this area, we close up even before it starts. Amen. And it gets worse in this environment that we, economic hardship that we find ourselves in, in this recession that we are in, everybody is counting their pennies because it is, things are getting more expensive. With inflation and bills, everything, everything's gone up. So everybody's being more stingy with their money. But the word of God says that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts chapter 20 verse 35. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the word of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So um, Paul was telling the, the, the guys that, listen, you have seen that I have worked hard. And in working hard, I provided for myself. And not only for myself, I made sure that I gave to people. My money was not, or my income was not a cul-de-sac. My money was not a dead end. 
my money was so that it flows from me to others. It was a river so that others who need can have a blessing from me. Hallelujah. Because I am a conduit of God's blessing. I am not a receptacle of God's blessing alone. There's a difference. A conduit is a channel. So it receives and it gives. A conduit can be like a gutter. It receives water and it passes on. It receives water and it passes on. A well or a reservoir is a receptacle. It receives and doesn't give. It receives and stores. It receives and stores and never gives. Which one are you? Are you a conduit or are you a receptacle? We all want God to bless us. We all need God's blessing. We are all praying for God's blessing. But what are you going to do with the blessings of Jehovah when he gives it to you? We are praying for good jobs. We are giving testimonies of great jobs. But the job or the blessing that you have, is it so that you can buy a shiny car? Buy a bigger house? Buy more clothes? More shoes? Be able to take more side chicks? Uh, well, I'm, I'm in the wrong church. Am I in the wrong church? So why are you looking at me funny? You are buying unnecessary shoes. Uh, unnecessary shoes in, in the sense that you have three black shoes. You go and buy another black one. It's unnecessary. Because when we see you, we see you are wearing black shoes. As you, whether you have 10 black shoes or 20 black shoes, it really doesn't make any difference to us. I shouldn't say it. The way you are looking at me, see, it's just a passing point. But the way some people are looking at me, it's making me stay here longer. If you let me, because you can't intimidate me, have you not realized? You cannot intimidate me. So if you, if you don't ch- fix your face, I will stay here. And I'll enter into your bedroom. And it will be worse. Hallelujah. You know, in Ecclesiastes, Solomon says, I have worked hard. I have Organize my life. I have behaved wisely. I've managed my life and my money. To have so much money stored up, so much investment, so many houses, so many businesses. But the one who is coming after me, if it's a fool, how would I know? He is going to just make a nonsense of my life. And my hard work in five minutes. I, I, ha, I, I have a friend called Bulgaria. Now, Bulgaria's father died, mother died, and they left Bulgaria a beautiful house, big house. 
with the car, with cars, mm -hmm. everything. All the mud cones is inside the house. Television, everything. Then Bulgaria started to sell. You take one air condition, one maybe like furniture or something, go and put it in the bar, in the pub, and tell the barman, when it finishes, let me know. When I drink it and it's finished, let me know. So he drank all the furniture, the, 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 the gadgets, all the cars were gone. All the, then after that, I started selling the louver blades. You know, in those places, they have windows, you know, the window blades. Started selling the window blades. Then he sold everything, including the internal doors. I'm not telling you a story that somebody said. I, I mean, this is my personal friend called Bulgaria. Now, Bulgaria, the only doors Bulgaria didn't sell was the, ex, inter, the, the, door, the front door and the back door. Every other door in the house was sold. And when all the doors and everything, I mean, the house was, when, when you go into the house and you say, oh, you hear, oh, oh, oh. Everything was gone. In the end, Bulgaria went to prison. And we had the friends, we had to gather to organize money to send to him. He was the first amongst us to become a, a landlord with cars. But he was a fool. So this plenty hard work and plenty things shoes you are buying. One day you won't be here. Who will be wearing those shoes? <laughs> Hallelujah. I am trying to make you an investor of the kingdom of God rather than investor of your pockets. I said to you a few, a few months, a few weeks ago that you are never blessed unless you become a blessing to others. If your blessing doesn't affect anybody, you are not blessed. If your gift does not affect anybody, you don't have a gift. You know, like how uh, ben Benjamin just came to bless us. If he was singing in his bathroom with his beautiful anointed voice, what will happen? He himself will not be blessed. What are going to his mouth? Oh. He's singing beautifully. Very, very anointed in the shower. The water is dripping. And he's singing, it's your breath in all. <laughs> it will be a blessing to him. And it will be a blessing to anybody until he comes into the house of God to share that gift. Then it becomes a blessing to us. It becomes a blessing to him. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So until your blessing affects somebody, it is no good. It will not even bless you yourself. The money you have in your pocket 
until it becomes a channel of blessing to others. Let that image be in your, in, in, inside your vision all the time. That you are singing beautifully and water is pouring on your face. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your gift of playing the guitar is beautiful. But if you are making noise in your room, your neighbor will bang on the door, the, the wall, and say, you are making noise. But it's a blessing. Until you lend that talent to others, it is no good. The talent will sit in the bedroom and annoy your neighbors. I'm saying this using money, but it's not just money. Everything we have is something we can lend out. You know how beautiful this room is? How every time you come to the church, things are changing. It's Uncle Fred's talent yes. that he lends to us. Really, we don't pay him all. Most of the time, Matthias, he buys it himself. You know, if I pick on you, please, I'm sorry, forgive me. No, no, it's no forgiveness. <laughs> but I'm saying that for you to understand that that little talent you have is needed. It is not insignificant. It's needed for the work of ministry is needed for God's. You see, God cannot come from heaven to give 10 pounds to Ogechi. He will do that through you. So he will come and lay in your heart that bless my daughter. And, uh, oh, please, don't spoil my message. I, I'm bit too, I always do this to myself. Why didn't I use, okay, forget about this, forget. Rewind. Let's start again. Oh, I don't know if you're So, Franca, God lays upon your heart to bless Martina with 10 pounds. Is because God wants to bless her. So he tells you to give to her. And then you obey and give the 10 pounds to God. Immediately, God owes you. Am I making sense? God owes you because God is the one who told you to give her. And see, when God comes, God doesn't give 10 pounds. God gives exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Put uh, uh, Matthew 6, 19 there. He says, you need to learn how to store up your treasure not on earth, 
But in, he says that do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth or rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in to steal. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it is better to deposit your treasure in the bank of God than to give, to, to deposit it in Barclays Bank. Because when you put it in Barclays Bank, a sickness will come. Somebody will die. Somebody will come and it will, that's a thief. Somebody dying whilst you have money in your account is a thief. Go to the back. How many understand what I'm saying? I want to try and convince you to become somebody who gives, to become generous, to become a conduit of God's blessing. Listen, it's not because anybody needs your money. Let, let us get out of that, that uh, thing, that negative, that somebody, we are preaching this message because somebody needs your money. No, no. Remember before you came, we're here. And we're happy. Before we, you came, we, owe, we own this building. We don't owe even one cent on this building. So before you give a pound, we are okay. So we are not preaching because we need your pound, but so that you will be a blessing. I said, Franca now, God now owes Franca. So God has to ensure that Franca is alive and healthy so that he can give the money back. Which means that now her health is secured. Her well-being is secured. The roof on her, uh, on her head is also what? Secured. That all these things God has to ensure. The money hasn't come yet. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? The money hasn't come yet, but he has to ensure that all these things around her are secured. Because if God came and gave you the 10 pounds back and your roof is leaking, and you have to use the 10 pounds to fix your roof, God hasn't paid you. Am I making sense? So he has to make sure that everything around you, that is what it means by exceedingly abundantly efficient. Uh, 320, uh, uh, exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. Hallelujah. Can I give you a few reasons why you need to become a channel of blessing? Reasons why you need to become the person that God uses to bless others. Hallelujah. Number one. When you give, you become blessed of the Father. Matthew 25, 34 to 40. Giving makes you blessed of the Father. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For, the word for is the same word as because. 
Because I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you visited me in prison. You came to me. Then the righteous will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? When did we see you naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? When? And the king will answer and say, I surely I say to you, in as much as you did it for to one of these lists of these my brethren, you did it for me. Hallelujah. Blessed of the Father. In this church, we have a department called what? The blessed of the Father. And the blessed of the Father comes from this scripture. That you blessed of the Father. You gave out of your little and your much to the one who was poor, to the one in need, to the one who is in prison, to the one who was a stranger. You know, when after, after church, this Sunday after church, when around 3 o'clock, around 4 o'clock, is it 3? Around 3 o'clock, you see a lot of queues, a lot of strangers coming from outside to queue here. Do you know what they are coming to do? They are coming to collect food. They are coming to collect food. And they, last week, they came collecting food and clothes. And they were collecting sleeping bags. Do you know where the sleeping bags came from? It came from you. It came from your giving. Every November, we take two offerings, and one offering is for blessed of the Father. We are storing up money to buy clothes, to buy sleeping bags, to buy uh, uh, blankets, to buy things for those who don't have what you have. So when you go home, look in your wardrobe. Not the things you have worn and you want to throw away. We don't need those things. We are talking about the things that you maybe your size is. Or it's got a label, but it doesn't fit you. You know what I'm talking about. You've put weight. It doesn't fit. Yeah. Bring them next week, Sunday. We'll take an offering of clothes. An offering of sleeping bags. An offering of children's toys. An offering of um, blankets. If you have money, bring it as well. Quilts, blankets, pillows, tents. We are going to collect all and we are going to give it out. You blessed of my father. I was hungry. I was destitute. I was in need. And you gave. See, whether they are they mess their lives up. That is not your business. That's not your problem. You see, I was very surprised the other day. 
Sunday after church, I stood there and I was watching the people coming for food. All of them are people who work. People who are educated. But life happens. Things can go left. It's just one knock, like Rosita said, one knock and then things just falls apart. So we need to be a church that is compassionate, a church that is blessed of the Father, a church that gives to others. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Give. You have enough to share. And you see, when you give, you make room for more. If I have water in my hand, maybe what I need is oil to cook. But what I have in my hand is what? Water. So long as I keep this thing in my hand, I can't receive anything else. But this is not what I need. How many have some things that you don't need, but you need something else? You have this, but this is really not what you want. You want something, and that thing is more pressing because I'm hungry. If I drink this water, I will still be hungry. How many understand that? I need, I need, I have eggs. I have a few other things that I can put together. I can fry and make a meal out of it. But all I have is water. What I need is no water. I cannot fry eggs with water. I need oil. So I give the water. Now my hand is empty. I need ready to receive oil. And because I gave, God owes me. And God knows what I need. And so he gives me exceedingly abundantly, above all I can ask or think. I gave a little bottle and now I have a bigger bottle of something more valuable than the water that meets my need or over meets my need. But if I had not given that thing, there's no way I would have received this. Am I talking to somebody? Are you understanding what I'm saying? You need, you need to learn how to be generous, how to give, how to, to, to become a, a, a conduit of God's blessing. As he's blessing, you are channeling the blessing away so that more can come to you. Number two. Quickly, can you help me? Giving is how God demonstrates his love for us. In John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If we want to imitate God, it is not how eloquent we sound when we are praying. It is not how many scriptures we know. It is not how, how uh, nice we look. It is learning how to be a giver. As God is a giver. I don't know whether you understood what I'm saying. Scripture says that he makes the rain to fall on the just and unjust alike. 
he doesn't discriminate. He doesn't say that this person is a wicked person, so I won't give the person rain. This person is a nice person, so this person will get rain. No, the just and unjust receive rain alike. Because God is a generous giver. He just gives it. Everybody receives rain. Everybody receives rain. Everybody is blessed. Even though you may not be deserving, God gives you rain. Ah, I don't know whether you understood what I'm saying. We may not be deserving, but God will give us rain. Because of the kindness of his heart. It is not because the person deserves. You see somebody sitting in a place, in the corner, drunk or drugged, and they'll be asking for money. They are not deserving. But to demonstrate God's love, you give. God loved, so he gave. Love gives. So learn to be a giver. For some of us, we have a culture of stinginess. We're, we're born with it. It's a stronghold. It is the example we saw. Our parents never gave. When the neighbors come to ask for salt, oh, we don't have it. Meanwhile, it's a bag of salt sitting right there. How many know what I'm talking about? When the neighbor comes to ask for sugar, you see a big bowl of sugar sitting there by your mom. Oh, no, me too. I've also run out of sugar. So that is how you grew up. You don't give. It's a survival mentality. What I have is not enough. So if I give it out, I will run out. But the God we serve does not run out of supplies. God never runs out of supply. If you are a God kind of person, you must stop thinking survival. Hallelujah. Oh, I only have 10 pounds. If I give the 10 pounds away, I won't have any. That 10 pounds, quite frankly, will not do anything for you. Won't do much. How many know that your seed can be a harvest? If you eat the seed you have in your hand, it's a harvest. Do you understand? You have harvested that seed in your hand. You have eaten your seed. But if you sow that seed, it brings forth a bigger harvest than the seed. There may be three little corn. Yeah? Little corn on a hop. Three of them. You do put it in the, in the ground. After a few weeks, that three yields about how many millions of little? But if you ate the three, you won't even feel it. It won't even enter your, your throat. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? Learn to be a giver. One day I told my wife, any day anybody asks you anything, give. When somebody asks, it's an opportunity to give. Always look for opportunities to give. If you're an investor, you always look for opportunities to what? 
Invest. How many are investors here? How many are business people? If you're an investor, you're always looking for opportunities. Especially in this difficult, harsh climate. That's the best time to invest. Don't just be a physical investor. Be a heavenly investor as well. Store up treasures in heaven where no thief can steal. So learn to invest in the kingdom of God. When you sow and you give to people, you are investing in God. The people will never ever come back and say thank you. That's not, that should not be your main motivation. You are giving so that people will see you are giving. No, 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 no. Giving must be a habit. See, every business, successful business person, sows or invests as a habit. Oh, am I talking over your head? If you're an investor, the investment is a habit. You are always looking for opportunities. Sometimes you will not, it will not be in your mind to invest. But somebody will present something that this one looks. Yesterday night I showed Pastor Gloria something. I don't know whether she, you saw it. This guy went to the den. You know the den? Is it a program on the den? Dragon Den. How many know that program? This uh, guy from Guinea. Was it Guinea? Cameroon. The guy from Cameroon went to the dragons then looking for $60,000 to invest in jollof, jollof rice. When the guys tasted the jollof rice, they gave him $600,000 because the, the, the jollof was so nice that instead of $60,000, they gave six hundred. dollars You just look at these dragon people. Very mean. They don't give their monies away. But... But the jollof must have tasted so nice. <laughs> Somebody say heavenly jollof. <laughs> it, it, must have, it must have tasted so nice that they gave ten times what they needed. They didn't wake up in the morning thinking about investing in jollof. You almost missed that. Yeah. Voila. So if you invest, if you go and do, maybe you take it to a, a dragon den to go and do prayer jollof. You never know. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? The people did not come, did not get up going to a dragon den thinking about jollof. But then they saw an opportunity, so they gave. When you see an opportunity to give, what do you do? From today, I pray that this message will ring in your heart. When somebody asks, it's an opportunity. It's like the Joloff, invest in it. Big or small. You see, put the picture back. It's a small food flask. Rice, rice cooker of Joloff. That's it. But that has netted him $600,000. I show, I show, you were half asleep when I showed you. I know you didn't see it. <laughs> it was just yesterday I saw it. I was showing it. Uh, yeah? Okay.
Hallelujah. Okay, so number three. Giving puts you in God's debt. I think I've talked about this, isn't it? Number four. Giving gives your life a meaning. Giving gives your life a meaning. I told you Ecclesiastes 2.18, I hate all the work of my hand because the one coming behind me, whether it's a fool or not, I don't know. But when you become a giver, your life now takes a new meaning. Which one of the guys, is it Bill Gates or somebody who says that he's not going to give his wealth to his children? Warren Buffett. Bill Gates to said, yeah. He he'll give his, his wealth is for orphanages and research and things. Philanthropic. Because he said that his wealth, if he gives it to his children, to, to make them go mad. Listen, brothers and sisters, let us get out of this heaping mentality. Always want to heap. And learn how to be generous. The liberal soul shall be made fat. I always give the example of the desert and the river. There are two lands. One drinks every water that is given to it. And the other passes the water. Drinks a little and passes the rest. Drinks a little and passes the rest. Drinks a little and passes the rest. Soon it becomes a busy place. Fish will come and live on the land. Plants will be living ar- ar- around the banks. Other uh, creatures will come and live in the same land. But the desert is isolated. Nobody is there. It receives all the water, licks it up, and it's always dry. Because it's so selfish. Never gives to anybody. Never wants to be generous. Never ever have enough to give. So never ever will get anything. Listen, not having enough is a mentality. Not having enough is a mentality. Do you know the reason why Africa is poor? Is not having enough mentality. We don't have. We don't give. You know, you take a country like a country that begins with the letter G. The total debt stock of that country is $150 billion. The whole debt of the whole country is $150 billion. The dollars debt. United California alone, one state, the total debt stock of California is $45 trillion. Dollars. Between the letter G <laughs> and the letter C, who gives? The one who owes more is always giving. The one who only owes 150. They are waiting for donor partners.
You see, it's a mentality. Don't, it's, I, I, when I show a country, you can see it. But when I look at your life, you can't see it. We are so, see, that country is so selfish, so inward looking, so always going around with a begging bowl. Give me, give me, give me. We don't realize that, listen, your state is better. Minus 150 as against 40 million. No, I mean, you owe 150 pounds. Acting against somebody who owes 40 million pounds. Which one of us needs money? I owe 40 million dollars. You only owe 150 dollars. Between you and I, who needs help? You are preaching, Reverend. But me, with my 40 million debt, I'm the one who gives to you all the time. It's a mindset. And you call me rich. It's a mindset. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? No. Listen, in your state of minus 150, learn to become a giver. Because as you give, you become, the, the liberal soul shall be made fatted, fat. He that watered shall himself be watered. As you give, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Learn to be a giver. Learn to be a giver. Learn to be a giver. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number four. Uh, number five. I'll finish with this. We'll continue next week. Giving is the way God blesses others. I, I remember one day this, I read this somewhere. I think I've told that story so many times. Giving is the way God blesses others. And as I read it, the Lord told me to give my car, my only car, to somebody. At the time, my wife was pregnant. And I didn't have, not like I had money. I didn't have money. The Lord told me to give my car to somebody. And you see, what annoyed me? <laughs> if the Lord had told me to give the car to a pastor or a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ, I would have understood it. But the Lord told me to give my car to this cigarette-smoking Women chasing, backsliding friend of mine. And knowing it was a white vector. So, those type of things you don't discuss with your wife. So, I went downstairs and took everything. You know, like those times we used to use cassette. How many remember cassette? I had my, my tapes, my tapes in the car, my CDs. I removed all the tapes and CDs from the car, and I cleaned the car. We used to live up in the flat, third floor in the flat. And I called my friend. 
said, come. And I said, when you come, don't come upstairs. You buzz me, I'll, I'll come downstairs. <laughs> so when he got downstairs, he buzzed. I was so nervous. I was sitting there nervous. And my wife didn't know what was going on. And then when the guy buzzed, he came back. So oh, what's up? I gave him the log, the keys and the logbook of the car. I said, take the car and go. I said, oh, what, what's up? What? I said, take the car and go. I was like, ah, the guy was like trying to die. So, so, ah, ah, so what's happened? Where, where did I call my, my wife? So where, where, where is, where is, where is, take the car and go. Discuss it. The guy took the car and left. Now, the longest walk <laughs> from my, from downstairs to my flat was that day. No, it's not this one. It's the other, the Mac, Mac 2. This is Mac 1. It's the one, the hatchback, the one with the. This one has a boot. It's the hatchback one. And I went, and my wife said, Who was that? Then I mentioned the guy's name. So where what did they I said? He came. He said, I said, I said, what? So I gave him the car. Say what? <laughs> I gave him the car. And you know, when my wife something surprised her, and, you know, like you hit her from the left, she doesn't say anything. She goes, okay. <laughs> and I was sitting there, trying to watch TV. Not knowing whether a slap will come from <laughs> so <laughs> so now Sunday morning has come, we have to go to church. I'm looking at her, she's looking at her, let's go and take the bus. What exactly did you say happened to the car? <laughs> I said, the Lord said I should give it to him. <laughs> okay. Sounds, sounds funny, right? Today, if the Lord tells you to give your car to somebody... <laughs> you are thinking about it. <laughs> are you thinking about it or you are praying about it? <laughs> I cannot tell you how much that single thing I did blessed us till today. I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you how many blessings we have gotten from that seed. It was not to a brother in church. It was not to a pastor. It was to this cigarette smoking, women chasing guy. 
that was a seed that broke some things in our lives. I pray that from today you become obedient when it has to do with giving. Stand to your feet.